Friends, there's a great sickness across our land. I mean, I think it's safe to say we've become spiritually anemic and morally bankrupt. Most people nowadays, they struggle to define what is good and what is evil. Others will even say, well, there's no such thing as good or evil, so why bother defining either? But I think it's fair to say, everyone, that it's not difficult to have that sensation that not all is right and not all is good with our country. I mean, every weekend at this stage, there seems to be a whole new video put up online of a group of young people fighting each other with fierce intensity in the inner city of Dublin, and mainly young men. But why would they know any different? Seriously. I mean, we stopped teaching young men and women what is good and what is evil. We've stopped helping them form good and wholesome and faith-filled habits. I mean, we don't display ourselves any sense of moral right or moral wrong anymore because we're afraid to. There's no direction. There's no leadership. In short, everybody, I think we've stopped instructing our young people, young men and women, to be virtuous. Instead, we have taken on and replaced it with the revolutionary sexual ideologies of the 1960s. You know, to give in to your desires, for example, your wants and feelings. Why? So you can be liberated, to be who you're supposed to be. As Lady Gaga would say, you're born this way. So do what makes ever you feel happy. Do people seem happy and free to you? They most certainly don't seem free and happy to me. And I think it's obvious, unfortunately, that a lot of people, they become enslaved by their own desires and their own feelings. And I'm talking about more than just simple addictions here. I'm talking about compulsive sin, really serious type of stuff, you know, where the will is broken. So there's no desire or no attempt to combat that which makes them unhappy. Habitual sin has become entrenched in so many young people. And you know what, I think all these TikTok videos and Twitch streaming services and things, they're good, but a lot of that only masks the loneliness and the depression which exists in so many people's lives today. All because of our elders, priests, teachers, indeed a lot of parents, have stopped leading by good example, stopped leading by moral and virtuous lives. I mean, there's no right and wrong anymore. Just do your own thing, as the Diet Coke ad said a couple of years ago. Fine, fine, okay. But people are not happy. People are more certainly anything but free. If anything, a lot of people are full of anger, really seriously outraged the whole time. And as a church, we have not stepped up to this challenge in any serious kind of capacity. Now, many of our shepherds, a lot of our priests, priests they have bought into these sexual ideologies of the 1960s. You know, they've stopped leading a virtuous life themselves. And for some reason, at the church, we, we stopped calling people to sainthood and replaced with psychology only. You know, all because the priests themselves have given up that climb up the holy mountain of God. And I'm not talking about Crowpatrick in County Mayo. They themselves have stopped being ambitious for the higher things which St. Paul has asked us to be ambitious for. You know, it seems instead of listening and acting to the real revolution of love of the Holy Spirit poured out through the Second Vatican Council, you know, renewing our call to sainthood, to virtuous lives, attain self-mastery over our, let's call it, animalistic desires that clearly has enslaved most of us. And many of our shepherds have instead listened to the spirit behind the sexual revolution. And this has to be tackled in a, in a more serious fashion. Now, the Lord Jesus, this weekend in our readings, he reveals to us that he, who is God, he's not about death. 
He's not about sickness. He's not about illness. Instead, he's about providing us with the fullness of life. And this he proves by him healing the woman who was bleeding and then raising the young 12-year-old girl to new life. I mean, who doesn't want to be, who doesn't want the fullness of life? Who doesn't want to be free of illnesses? Who doesn't want to be free of the prison of addiction? I mean, giving into our desires, giving into our, 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 our feelings like there's no tomorrow. Friends, that will not get us what we seek. Rather, it's a lie, a very serious lie that has ensnared so many people and has destroyed, in many respects, their God-given will to be a little bit better in life. Now, our first reading, friends, has a really powerful line in it where it says, virtue is undying. Virtue is undying. Therefore, virtue is of God. It leads to eternal life. It leads to a fullness of life. And look, everybody, what I mean by virtue is quite simply building up good and wholesome habits with God's help. With God's help. I mean, for example, if any of you out there, you find yourselves doing things and saying things that you know you shouldn't be doing or saying, but you are finding it very, very difficult to stop. Guys, this is where real prayer kicks in in our lives, really seriously. I mean, ask God for courage to face these addictions. Ask God for courage uh, to fight back against the selfish desires, to not serve yourself, but serve God and serve others. Remember, our lives are not about ourselves. For example, so every time you sin, pray more. Say a rosary, get the Blessed Mother on board in your life. You know, you see, build up good habits alongside the bad ones. And I guarantee you, the time will come when God will build you up to be able to win the war against the temptations of the enemy in your life. To give you that freedom that you so, that we all desperately desire. And friends, key in this building up of virtue is what the woman and the official displayed in the gospel this weekend. Humility. Kneeling and bowing before God, acknowledging that he is God. And it's only in his liberating power, his liberating assistance, that do we overcome um, the desires that we're enslaved to. You know, things that we do that we know only makes us depressed and feel more lonely. And not only does that, does he help us become the men and women he has planned us to be, but he helps us to live life to the full. Extraordinary. Humility is the key. And friends, humility is the key because when you think about it, humility lets God be God in your life. You you cease trying to sort everything out by yourself, trying to control everything by yourself. Remember, Satan is so crafty and is extremely overpowering for people who go at things alone without God's help. But with Christ in our hearts, Christ in our minds, Christ in our actions, it's a whole different ball game for the enemy. Let God take over, in other words. And that's what what humility does. I mean, virtue, friends, in your life, it will grow depending on the quality of your relationship with God. He's the one who infuses us with his graces, the, the good things that gives us the fuel we need to climb the holy mountain of God. And now you see, everybody, where the sacraments come into play in our lives. This weekend, everybody, it's about approaching God with humility, hope, and faith. You know, in who he is and what God is capable of doing in our lives. And for some reason, a lot of shepherds in our church, they think it's the other way around. You know, that God must bend to my will, my opinionated interpretation of scripture. I know what Christ really meant when he formed the church. I mean, the pride, the arrogance in that is absolutely astounding. 
No, for, for, for guys who don't go into adoration but are more than happy to give in and do all sorts of new age practices, to think they actually know better than Christ himself is utterly mind-blowing. Because I can guarantee you that any priest who speaks to others to, you know, do what makes you feel happy. God loves you just the way you are. So don't worry about building up virtue. Don't worry about becoming holy in life. That's hard stuff. That's pious nonsense. Any priest who espouses stuff like that, I guarantee you, everybody, that those thoughts do not come from a man kneeling down in humility before the Blessed Sacrament. As Father Patrick Cahill said the other day, those thoughts do not come from God. Instead, they make us think we are God. You know, this stuff that I've heard it so often from some priests. If you're angry, good, go be an activist. We need saints, not activists. That's why, everybody, I think we have to stop being a challengeless church. You know, it's easy to be popular today. It really is. But popularity will not win you heaven. Otherwise, friends, we're going to run the risk of just offering people what they already get online, what they already get in the television, in culture itself. That's what happens when we begin to start compromising the faith and our morals. In trying to be relevant, we become irrelevant, which unfortunately many of our Protestant brothers and sisters have discovered. I think it's clear we have to ignite the call of hope, you know, the, the call of sainthood, of building up good, virtuous, and wholesome, faith-filled habits in our lives. Again, we need saints, not activists. Now, Lady, Lady Gaga, I think she was probably right in one sense, you know, that you're born this way. But see, now everybody will begin to see why Jesus said, Okay, yet yeah, you're born this way, but you must be born again. Put on the armor of light. Live up to the baptism of what we've all been called upon. To do our best to live up this beautiful calling in life, the liberating call to sainthood. A life of good prayer, faith-filled habits. That's the climb upwards towards God. Sainthood is the prize of virtue, and it is in Christ and by Christ we are healed. We are truly free, truly happy, and truly alive. And we're all called to be saints. No matter who we are, or where we come from, or what situation we find ourselves, find ourselves in life. Whether it's sweeping the streets, whether it's a nurse, a doctor, whether it's a priest, a religious man or woman, a mother, a father, a grandfather, son, daughter, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, you name it. We're all called to be saints this life. But to do so with God's help. So to any of you young people out there who are listening to me today, I dare you, I dare you to try and be virtuous. And if you don't know where to start or how to begin, please contact uh, a priest, uh, a religious sister or a brother that you know they are doing their best to live out their, in their lives virtue and holiness. Ask them for help. Ask me for help and I'll help you. And together we climb the holy mountain of the Lord. The only climb, the only way that gives us happiness and freedom and the fullness of life which we all aspire to.